Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. That's what happens when you're on Zoom in this sort of land, this landscape of non-internetness. On anythingness, uh, mm. I wonder what the uh, what the delay is like. I'd say it's okay. How are we doing? Um, let's count to three at the same time, okay? <laughs> no, I'll count. To, <laughs> I'll count to five, and we say five at the same time, okay? Okay. One, two, three. Four, five. Five. Not too bad, not too bad. No, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like Buckfast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast, yeah. Welcome along to the Keith Walsh Podcast. The time now is 24 minutes past 11. The day it is the 25th of January, the year 2021. I hope you're doing well. I come to you live from the room upstairs in me gaff in Newbridge. And uh, I hope you are well wherever you are. Do get in touch with the podcast. Tell us where you're listening and why. Who are you? Tell me a little bit about yourself. The email uh, for the podcast is keithwalshpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Um, This evening we got the news that we are in lockdown here in Ireland until March the 5th. So we are in lockdown for another six weeks by my reckoning. No school. No non-essential travel. No pubs, no restaurants, no nightclubs, no theatres, no nothing for six weeks. I don't know if that makes not drinking easier or more difficult, but I would have to say I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not drinking. I don't know how I'd cope. Maybe I'd cope better. I feel like I wouldn't cope better. And I also feel like I would be spending a lot of money. Um. The only thing it is, the only thing is that I still, I'm still waiting for an amazing burst of energy from the not drinking. Like I've been not drinking for over a year. Like I started 100 days of no booze last year. So like I'm a year and a month not drinking. And I'm expecting any day now to kind of get this crazy burst of energy where I just jump up in the morning ready for the day. Um, I have to say it hasn't happened yet. Uh, My overall anxiety levels are much improved, much better. Um, 
Like, I feel better, but I also feel like it's a long process. And then I'm like, maybe I wasn't drinking enough to <laughs> notice the difference. But no, I do. I, I, I definitely notice the difference, you know. I don't have the fear of God in me every week after I have a few drinks at the weekend. That was the worst. And maybe someday, if I figure out what that is and how to deal with that, I might be able to have a few drinks again. But until now, until then, and excuse me for y'all, it's been a long day. And as I said, it's half eleven and I've been going, I haven't stopped. The thing about working from home is you don't get a break. We went out for a walk at about, about six o'clock. That was it. Made a bit of pasta for the dinner and uh, didn't really stop to take a break. And I didn't, I don't sound like a wanker, but I didn't. Normally in the morning I meditate and I didn't do it this morning. And I I have to say I felt it. <laughs> this this lifestyle is not suit me. There's no booze, clean living, no caffeine, meditation, shit. This isn't working, man. It's not working. Please, somebody help me. I need help. Um, so anyway, listen, I'll keep the intro short uh, and I'll have a little chat with you after um, I have a chat with, after my chat with Mike, I'll have another chat with you, just at the end, the far side of the mic chat. Um, we had, what, 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 what the f- did we talk about? We recorded this on Saturday, normally recorded the weekend, then I put it out on Monday night. Um, we spoke about um, philosophers, badly, I tried to talk about philosophy and philosophers badly I wasn't really talking about them I was talking about inadvertently talking about them um, Marcus Aurelius is the guy whose name I will remember eventually um, we talked about some TV that we're enjoying at the moment uh, Bridgerton Michael is particularly fond of Bridgerton at the moment and I've been watching Mandalorian so we talk about that and uh, I can't really remember the rest, so you'll have to listen. You'll have to listen to find out. Okay, I hope you enjoy. This is episode 58 of the Keith Watch Podcast. Me talking to my friend, Mike. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, okay, guy. So, um, yeah, listen, I was just listening to uh, George Harrison, Devil in Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Okay. Can you tell me about, can you tell me about your uh, listening to music habits? Do you... Do you just stick the radio on, stick on gold, or do you do you ever like do you stick on your Spotify or what? How does that work? So I have one of those um, Google things speakers oh, yes, yeah. in the kitchen, and uh, much better, if I may say so, than Alexa. Come on, Jeff Bezos, have a fucking pop if you're hard enough. Come on, uh, come on. Uh, yeah, Alexa is shit. So we used to say, uh, uh, Alexa, play RTE Gold, and you'd wait a second, and it would say. There are no Pilates classes in Maynooth. It's like, <laughs> the fuck did that come from? Um, uh, and yeah, uh, now we've got this Google thing. It's fantastic. And it's like, it's it's kind of cool looking and it's white and sort of uh, the speaker is really good and bassy. And I just usually tell it to play RTE Gold or play something that I've just heard. Uh, for instance, if I was listening to, if I was watching a movie like I was The Wild Rose, I then came out and played the playlist on Spotify from that. Um, and other things, I heard a really obscure George Michael song and I asked it to play the song 
uh, I literally walked into the kitchen saying, hey, Google, play the George Michael song there with um, teacher, there are things that I don't want to learn. Teacher. Yeah. And it did it. It was like playing from Spotify. Really, really good. That's a great song. Mm, It is. And it was in that film last Christmas. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's quite, quite obscure, but I think it was, it was, um, it would have charted at the time. I remember it was probably little listen without prejudice. Uh, Yeah. Which was a phenomenally good album. Uh, I'm gonna have to Google um, that now because I don't know for sure. But uh, yeah, he was some. He was some so man. How do you listen to radio? You've probably got digital. We've got digital radios here, of course. No fucking signal. Yeah, I think I, I. I must get one of those speakers. I think I'm gonna. I've kind of. I don't know what's gone on with me, but I've kind of gone off listening to music, and oh. I don't. I don't listen to radio at all. Um, probably I'm probably scarred or PTSD or something like that. Yeah, maybe you should talk. To, maybe you should talk to me via the listener about that so, you know, okay what do you want me to thoughts. say i don't know you um, said you're deeply scarred and all that sort of stuff and, and literally when you start saying stuff like that i just turn to sort of like scribbling things on pieces of paper dr <laughs> michael <laughs> yeah. Doc, dr I, mike um i don't know like it's not um i i feel like <clears throat> um yeah, I feel like I go through phases of listening to music and really wanting to listen to music. At the moment, all I listen to are audiobooks and podcasts. So I am in this weird space where I'm trying to learn as much shit as I can in a short space of time. Um, I'm listening to, I'm going between books about spirituality and Buddhism to uh, podcasts like Tommy Nectar podcast which you know it just make me laugh um mm. anything speech-based that i feel like i'm going to learn something from so i have this app called blinkist have you heard of this blinkist app no i'm gonna get it done so it's basically all the books and all the books that you feel like you should have read um from um let me think now i i'm, I'm reading a lot of i'm reading i'm listening to a lot of books because blinkist condenses the books for you so you you basically listen to a book in a blink, if you know what I mean. Okay, but is that not kind of, you know, because a lot of these things, like if you're reading a bit of Nietzsche or something, you need mm. to sort of really delve into it. And he explains things step by step. So if you're kind of bypassing that by going, yeah, well, Nietzsche said that, sit on a tree and everything's going to be cool. It's not really going to do anything for you, is it? Spiritual. Well, this, no, it's, but it just gives you, um, it gives you a version of the book. It explains what's in the book and why and what are the learnings. And I say in this chapter, the point of this chapter was X, Y, and Z. And okay. so you get, it's like, um, it's like a synopsis, I suppose, of the book. If you're, you know, if you remember in school being asked to. Yeah. Give me an A4 on that, on that uh, chapter. On yeah. Monday yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I link, I listen to a lot of uh, audio books, but uh, Blinkist audio books, like there's, um, Robin Sharma at the 5am club, right? So I would probably skip that because that's probably a book about how people who get up at 5am are now running the world. And I'm not necessarily interested in that kind of shit because um, like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey, I'll probably skip that. Um, so, but there's like, and there's another book, Who Will Cry When You Die? So, you know, you figure out who'll be at your funeral now and see if you can fix it before you die um 
And then there's stuff like, you know, I'm listening to a lot of stuff about the Stoics at the moment. Um, Explain and, Stoics. Is that so stiff upper lip? The Stoics were a bunch of philosophers who believed in things like, not necessarily hardships, but, um, you know, having a cold shower as opposed to a warm shower, like depriving yourself of oh, certain comforts. To, uh, Presbyterians. To, wow. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, um, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's 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 just I'm just trying to I don't know what is going on with me, but I'm just and I don't I'm not great with details. So if you said to me, what's your favorite philosopher at the moment? I go, I have no fucking idea. I don't remember their names. I know that I'm listening to stuff that the, the Stoics have said, but ask me for a Stoic philosopher. I couldn't tell you. Um, I know that one of them was, you know, the king of Rome at one point, and he, he seems to be a big, a big guy amongst the Stoics. But, but like this, this I can't remember his name now. But he was like, so you treat philosophy like you treat the concept of time, then? Yeah, so kind of like yeah, a bit loose. Well, I don't. I'm not. I'm not interested in them as people. You know, the the, the philosophers aren't the celebrities. That, but I'm interested in what they're saying. Do you know what I mean? So. Mm. If it was like Mike, Mike Marin and his teachings on, uh, you know, how mowing the lawn can improve your cognitive behavior and your mental health. I just I'd be interested in how mowing the lawn improves your mental health. I'm not interested in your name or who you are. And, uh, and you yeah. find and you find with some of the Stoics, they didn't really practice what they preached. So they would say that you should live a frugal life. Um, and not have too many comforts and, you know, deprive yourself of nice things. And in a way, it's like if you look at a bar of chocolate, you have to think, well, you know, how does this benefit me? I need to overcome this in the moment. You really need to think about it rather than just, um, you know, in that moment, just eating the chocolate without really thinking about it. Uh, you really need to think about what this chocolate means to you and should you have it and if you need it. And the Stoics would say, well, you, you don't really need it. And you know, therefore you won't put on any weight and you won't feel bad and you'll, you'll be healthier. Um, but some of the Stoics didn't live the way, you know, didn't practice what they preached. They just, you know, some of them were quite, well, quite yeah, it, wealthy, it, you know. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of, of monks and that sort of stuff, you know, that take, and, and, and priests, I'm not getting at the Catholic religion, but lots of monks and priests and preachers and whatever often say that they're, you know, I will absolve myself of all sin and I will do nothing and I will, you know, I will I will not take any cash from you. I will give all my money to somebody else. And all of a sudden you find out they're part of a pyramid selling scheme and they're uh, doing stuff with young ones that they really shouldn't be doing. Yeah, or like that very famous, and I won't remember his name, of course, uh, American <laughs> uh, preacher. <laughs> he is, uh, he's, he's, he's doorstepped by... Uh, a female journalist who asks him about his expensive Learjet that he uses. And he tries to explain a way how, uh, you know, he needs this Learjet to, because God wants him to have this Learjet and uh, his private plane, because that allows him to get to, you know, his, his flock and get to as many people as possible. And also he's a very important man. So he doesn't want to get sick. And that's why he doesn't like to sit in planes with other people who might, you know, give him, make him sick and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, you can explain this stuff away. But anyway, so I listen to a lot of Blinks on Blinkist um, and a podcast. And uh, there's a great podcast I love called Stuff You Should Know, which is basically, it's kind of like, it's sometimes historical. It's sometimes they'll say, like one of the Stuff You Should Know episode might be about heroin. So what do you need to know about heroin, the drug, the laws behind this, whatever. 
or they might uh, one of the stuff you should know I listened to recently was um, a famous duel between the Hatfields and the McCoys in America. So they were a famous dueling family uh, who basically killed each other over, you know, uh, centuries. And so it's that kind of stuff. I'm just have a, I have a, I, I don't come from Greece, but I have a thirst for knowledge. Um, she studied art at St. Martin's. <laughs> That's where I. Call William Shatner's version of that, by the way, is the uh, the gold standard. We're talking about gold standard. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh God, yeah. Um, so gold. So I don't know what the, what what the crack is with radio at the moment. I, radio really bugs me at the moment, uh, and there's probably a deep seated reason for that. Um, I don't think it's deep. I think it's fairly close to the uh, top. <laughs> surface. It's it's bubbling over. That's what the hundred days of you see your felt. You see. What I'm seeing here is you want to know things about facts. You're reading a lot of philosophers who are into sort of the stoicism and not sort of treating themselves. So you're you're doing a hundred days of no booze. You've left the radio, so you're not listening to radio. You're dis you're disenfranchising yourself from the life you used to lead because you want a new life, and that's why you're learning all these things or trying to learn all these things. But in reality, you should just have RT Gold on because it's got 70s and 80s and 90s music and it's just drivel and it's great mm-hmm. and it but allows you to think. The truth about that is that we do have a radio and I'm going to get one of these Google speakers because I think we're, we need to update our... We do have a radio, a, digi, a dab radio um, beside the kettle in the kitchen and we'll sometimes stick that on in the morning um, and, and, it, and it's on gold. So if we are listening to radio, we'll be gold. But if I'm in the car, if I'm walking, I've got the headphones in, I'm in the car, I've got the radio on, and it's either an audio book. Um, the last audio book I read, if anybody's interested in, uh, I, I may have mentioned that I'm not drinking at the moment, um, is uh, We Are the Greatest. We Are the Luckiest. God, I need to remember that. Uh, it's a book called We Are the Luckiest, and it's about uh, a woman and her journey through the booze, the life of booze and giving up booze and uh and yeah, it's called We Are the Luckiest, The Surprising Magic of a Sober Life by Laura McKeown. If anybody's interested, is, is that, if anybody's doing Dry January or anything like that, uh, or The 100 Days of No Booze, or they're just interested, or they're just curious about their drinking habits, it's it's very interesting. Another book I've been listening to, and I, I've it's been taking me a while to get through it, but it's The Gulag Archipelago. Jesus, what's that? Um, is, it, is, it, is it a physical archipelago or is it? It's the gulags in Russia. Um, basically, okay. it's a book about a guy who survived the gulags in Russia. Uh, oh, the prison. Yeah, Sholznitsyn is his, oh, is his yeah. name. And he's, he's, he was famous because he, he journaled about Russia at the time and how people were taken away and sent to the gulags. And basically, they were living in this you know, state of fear because everybody feared their neighbors. Because if you, if the um, if the authorities turned up at your house and wanted to find out who in your neighborhood was a spy, you would probably have to tell on six of your neighbors to get off, or you'd be taken away to the gulags. You'd be a spy. You know, it was that kind of situation. And then uh, you'd be interrogated. Once the authorities took you into a cell, they'd interrogate you and you either admitted to what you did and then you'd be sent to the gulags or you'd be killed for lying. Um, and that's basically it. And he So not much he, has changed then? It's pretty much the same. Um, I think 
Yeah, I don't know. Like Russians have a strange view of their own country. Like I think uh, Russians, they have this thing like Mother Russia and um, anything they do is for the good of the country. So like, I mean, you might look at um, uh, communist Russia and, and look at these sort of people who are, you know, have nothing and are queuing up for food or whatever. And, and they have a weird sort of way of looking at that that we don't understand. I think that uh, this is, you know, whatever we're doing is good for the country and good for the people and good for Mother Russia, you know. Um, are they then? Are they then the ultimate Stoics? Exactly, exactly. But 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 it, it's been it's been forced upon them, and then like Lenin isn't isn't a Stoic. You know, he is living the life of luxury. You know, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a shocking account of the gulags. What went on? What happened to the people of Russia? What they had to endure? And uh, this guy journaled and wrote a book about it and managed to smuggle the book out of Russia um, to America where it was published. Then he was a sort of persona non grata in Russia, kind of had to leave. And then he was eventually brought back to Russia after the sort of Iron Curtain fell. And he is now a celebrated man in because Russia is now sort of saying, well, we need to look at our history. We need to we need to we need to know about the mistakes we made. And they, they teach it in schools now. And uh um, yeah, he's kind of a celebrated man amongst a certain uh, poor uh, section of society. But anyway, that's a quite a heavy book that I'm reading. But I just seem to have this this uh, insane. I feel like I, I I don't know. I feel like I missed out on I don't know what it is college or history or something, and I'm trying to get as much stuff into me as possible. No, well, you're right at this stage to be actually researching stuff that you want to look at, you know, and want to know about because in your early days you're all told about you know go to university and do this and do that and do the other nobody knows what they want to do until they're sort of 35 40 really and then arguably in our society it's too late so you might as well at least feed your mind and get a grip on the things that you want to know about now and kind of use them in daily life so yeah but don't be so stoic ease up on yourself you know just uh, relax uh, live in have people uh, like peeling grapes for you and giving you <laughs> bed baths i think that's the ultimate luxury a bed bath oh, i'd love a bed bath <laughs> um uh, yeah well i won't tell you what i what i'm doing this week then um oh yeah do be- before we get on to your food journey uh yeah. i'm doing the uh the intermittent fasting so i don't eat until five o'clock in the evening oh, fuck. and then I, I do all my eating, you know, within four hours or whatever, and then I don't eat then until five o'clock the next day. So uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> do you not like yourself? Have you got a deep-seated hatred of yourself? Maybe if you just learned how to tell the time. Um... <laughs> you know, it might make your life an awful lot better. You know, I bet, you're, I bet you're at five o'clock on the dot you're eating. It's yeah, not, I know exactly. I know exactly. It's not one of these is. events. Yeah, yeah. not one of these events in my life. You know, I feel peckish at six, five <laughs> o'clock. The fridge is open. You're shoveling shit into your mouth. And is that is that calorie controlled? Dare I ask? Not necessarily, no. But you become more, much more aware of what you're eating because uh, mm. you know you're not gonna, you're not just gonna sit there and eat for four or five hours. Um, I know, but you could, you could. But you know, you, you've less time to kind of. I just need to break the habit of just reaching for, you know, bad stuff. And it's just, mm. it's just, it's a ha- habit breaker. It's a circuit breaker. That's what I'm at. And um, 
Yeah, so it's it's fine. It's fine. I actually, I mean, I do drink. I drink liquids, so um, <laughs> not totally. That's a stupid. As opposed to solid. I don't know. Yeah, even saying that, obviously, you'd be dead if you weren't drinking liquids. Um, no, what I mean is, I'll have uh, I'll have my my coffee with with um, soy milk. So there's some. I'm getting some calories when it's not a complete. It's not just mm. water. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm allergic to soy milk. Are you? Mm, I must be one of the only fucking people on the planet. Oh yeah, that, I think, terrible. I think I, you told me about that. You were you were, mm. you went on a soy milk sort of. Yeah, you went, the last time I dieted, I thought right, I'll come off dairy and went on soy milk, and then wow, ended up in uh, yeah, going to the quack and having colonoscopies and all sorts of things. I thought I was dying. Yeah, there you wow, go. So wow, be so really bad. Oh. We... <laughs> 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 but, we won't, uh, hey, we won't, won't get into the details no have you ever had a colonoscopy have we spoken about colonoscopy before i've never had a colonoscopy i don't think we've spoken about it no should i go and get one yeah <laughs> should i just you yeah, should i really just yeah 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 if you've got a history of colon cancer in your family you should definitely have one i don't I think mean, they we do whipped, they whipped eight or nine polyps out of me um and they're the pre, the, the little tiny bits, you know, they take long, a long, 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 long time to sort of do bad. But it's no harm at this stage to get them sort of whipped out and sort of, yeah, they send this, they are, they, 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 they give you this drink. <laughs> this does not sound, this does not sound good, Mike. Yeah, they give you this uh, vanilla you sure we haven't discussed this before? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, maybe I, you have, but, uh, but let's discuss it anyway. Yeah, so they give you—you you go to the pharmacy, um, you get the—they send you your your appointment date, and then they give you a prescription, and you go to the pharmacy, and they look at you, and you go, "Yeah, now you need—you don't—you don't need to leave the house now when you're on this stuff. Don't go to work. Don't just take a day off and think you can go outside and do stuff." You really need to be close to the toilet. Okay. <laughs> I'm going, okay, yeah, it can't be that bad. And uh, you effectively have this powder that you make up four litres of this foul-tasting vanilla stuff. I think um, I think you did tell me this before, but I think it's, it's, uh, worth, it's worth saying again. Go on, keep going. Um, and then you you have to you know be very close to a bathroom because literally within an hour, I was 57 minutes, I timed it, 57 minutes i completely totally and utterly lost the run of myself like didn't know couldn't feel anything just emptied like some sort of a mechanical bowser that was just like on full churn out the contents of everything last year's christmas pudding the whole lot came straight out and keeps coming out for hours and then you're fucked because you can't eat anything um there's a really, really, really tight amount of things you can drink. And this is 48 hours before you do the test. So you can kind of do, oh, man, I'm like, yeah. So I did it like on a Sunday and went in for the procedure on a Tuesday morning. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, then your man, I have an issue with my bowel anyway. And Can, I, can I ask you a question before you get into your, your bowel go. issues? Hmm. Um, do you ever, like, I wouldn't, like, I don't, where's all the stuff come from? Like, what is it? Like, are we not clearing? I don't want to get into. Are we not clearing our bowels every day? Like, what? What's worse? No, if you if you remember from um, biology, you know your intestines are hugely long, 
and they're sort of um, on the inside, they're kind of rippled. So the surface area is colossal. You know, the, the internal surface area for absorption of minerals and water and food and everything that you need to live takes part while this food is going through you. And normally, you know, the, the waste goes out and whatever, but obviously bits get stuck. It's like a drain, you know? Um, we're not as perfect uh, as, as we like to think we are. So this stuff goes through you and it causes this effect of, I mean, you know, prehistoric stuff to be coming out. Wow. Yeah, you know? It must yeah, be, I, well, that must be amazing in one way. Well, people do it. People go to Thailand and have sort of, you know, um, five gallons of hot coffee shoved up their ass. Yeah, you know, like enemas. Enema, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing, but you're going at it from the top down as opposed to bottom up. You so know. could you could you do it if you weren't having a, a colonoscopy just for the crack? <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 no no that would be stoicism, like one point one. That's but you, but, but you, do, you might be getting to know me now, Mike. I'm actually intri- I'm intrigued by this. I'm thinking mm, that might be a good cleansing thing to do. You probably do a hundred days of bowel. Of just just drinking that vanilla stuff. I'll be shitting my heart out. My actual heart. <laughs> organ stuff. <falling laughs> out. Ribs. I'm so clean. <laughs> Put okay. that rib back up. Oh, but Jesus, it's terrible. And because I have bowel issues and they messed up the first one, um, there was a issue of communication. I then had to have one two months later. Oh so I had to go through God. the whole thing because normally they wait two or three years. And this time, though, I chased it with um, seven up and water. So every liter of this stuff I drank, I drank a liter of seven up and then I drank a liter of water. So I was really, really, really hugely hydrated. And I got some sugar into me. And the trick is, of course, when you're drinking this stuff, close your nose. Like, don't you know. Literally, you can't taste. If you can't smell, you can't taste. So, okay. Bang. So, this so stuff just smelled like cold liquid going down your neck. And there's no problem with, with drinking 7-Up, is there? No, no, nothing at all. No. Wow. Okay, um, so so if you're saying, so if you're saying anybody that has to do this, has been told to do this, that's listening to this, have a litre 7-Up and a litre water. Per litre of the K-Med or whatever it's called. Yeah, do. Um, and then after that, really, really strictly stick to what the the, the 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 hospital have sent you out as a eating guide really 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 stick to it because anything can block the camera and if there's anything up there that's sort of solid they can't get the camera through and if they do get the camera through of course the camera is covered in poop so i can't see anything so it just oh, nullifies the whole thing like, sorry mike there seems to be a triangle of toblerone blocking the air dude <laughs> <laughs> Snickers. Oh, Jesus, don't get me started on chocolate. Although, having said that, I am, I have so much energy today and wow. I'm not feeling hungry. I haven't been feeling hungry since I'm going to say Thursday of this week, which wow. is a good 11 days of starvation. The Stoics will be proud of you. They would be. Not an ounce of chocolate has passed my lips. Um, I'm going on a lot of Greek yogurt, low-fat yogurt, and sort of fruit 
to get rid of those sweet cravings and I'm eating a, a humongous amount of vegetables. Humongous. Never have I eaten vegetables. I don't like cauliflower. Sunny Ann said, you want cauliflower last night? I said, yep, load it up. Just, you do anything to eat anything that's sort of good and you think it's going to fill you. Wow. So yeah. you're you're really filling yourself with, with, with the veg. And, Hugely. And no chocolate at all? None. Wow, that's impressive, Mike. I have uh, to. I, I have to. I have to say, well done. Well, thank you very much. It's uh, it's been it's been a big old uh, thing to turn it around, and and I've had um, actually people who listen to the podcast have been on to me. Uh, one guy, Ed, said to me, "Jesus Christ, how long have you been eating that much chocolate?" And I said to him, "Years." Suppose you're not fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then another lovely lady. Bridge, Bridget, um, said to me, uh, you know, I heard your podcast, heard you talking about no drink and no chocolate, no this, that, and the other. I'm doing the um, Operation Transformation, and it's really good, and it's great to listen to you and whatever. And I wrote back to her and said, I'm still starving, you know? And then she wrote back to me, and she's quite she's quite forthright in her issues or in her uh, opinions, this woman. Yeah. Brilliant, very funny lady. And she just wrote back to me and said, eat more fucking veg. And I said, well, you'd be proud of me because I just ate a bowl of soup, which was like a bucket of soup, which was just vegetables and water and a bit of garlic and a bit of, you know, a tiny bit of chili and stuff. And I said, I'm still hungry. And then she said, eat some Weight Watchers bread and hummus, you fucking idiot. You know, <laughs> use your imagination. It's like, oh, OK, so you're telling me one minute I'm good, next minute I'm good. <laughs> you know, don't be motivational. But thank you, Bridget, for thinking of me that. So, the yeah. um the problem with the people you're living with sometimes is because because you know I just wanted to make a point of saying well done because when you're living with the people and you're doing the thing, they can be uh my experience of the people that you're living with are like well you just fucking have some chocolate you're driving me up the wall and you know there's ne- they never turn around at any point and go fair fucks to you that's great well done it's more like right thank God you're uh you know not giving out anymore you know that's kind of which is which is totally understandable. Yeah, and I think I think I was cranky for a couple of days. Um, I, I, I asked Sunny and I said, you know, I'm doing this and I'm, I'm really proud of myself. She's going, yeah, she's very, very supportive and like making more veg. We've happened to go more often to the supermarket because we are literally like plowing through veg. And uh, she's like, yeah, you're really, really good or whatever. And I said, I haven't even been cranky. She went, mm. <laughs> a bit more irritable I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like okay yeah yeah okay short fuse but you know but I don't feel to have lost any weight and stupidly I haven't got a fucking weighing scales so but you that. no you just need to wait now see you're 11 days in and now it'll just be the way your t-shirts and trousers fit you don't weigh yourself yeah probably yeah I, I, I don't know I think maybe my belt has come in a little bit I feel an awful lot better I mean I jumped out of bed this morning I did a little bit of hoovering. Oh, and I used the new washing machine. Oh, yes. Tell us about your washing machine, because I noticed that your wife said on Twitter that the washing machine was gone and you had to get a new washing machine. It's exciting. It's exciting uh, for you guys, I'd imagine. Uh, Not really. There's about as much joy in buying a washing machine as there is in not eating chocolate, you know. We, 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 the, the fucking, the, I woke up on Wednesday morning, put a load of washing in because it was a really nice day. 
all right, that'll dry out on the line because we dry everything on the line here. Um, great. So you know, you're going to pick your moment and whatever. And then we went, we were going to the dentist that afternoon. About an hour into the um, the wash, the number started going up. You know, it's sort of like eight minutes left. And then it was fourteen minutes left, and then it started to spin and it started to make a real big noise, and then it just stopped and sort of went zero and then went 18 minutes and did all this sort of stuff. And, went and it had been leaking for a while anyway. So we knew this was kind of on the cards. So I had to read the manual to manually open the door because it's automatic locking, even if you take the fucking electricity off because it still has this sensor saying that there's water in there. Um, anyway, I took the washing out and it was boiling. It was like too hot to touch. So I thought, right, um, washing machine dead. Um, off to yeah off to the dentist thought dentist checkup great no problem no procedures dentist mm. Mm. hate it when you go to the dentist and you haven't got a sore tooth and you come out my tooth's been aching for two fucking days now. <laughs> 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 since, since he allegedly fixed it fucking it feels like i've got concrete in the back of my mouth that's why people don't go to the doctor or the dentist because they'll only find problems <laughs> I often have this thought if I win like big on the lottery, the first thing I'm going to do is get myself an all body scan. And yeah. then I think to myself, what a stupid idea that is. Because they're going to find, you know, these lads know you've got a couple of million. They're going to find all manner of shit wrong with you and retire off the back of it. Yeah. Leaving you legless. I think I would, if I won um, money, if I won a lot of money, I'd go to a dentist and I'd say, look, I'm going to go, I'm going to fly in. You're going to put me to sleep. You're going to do every bit of work that I need done in one go, whatever it is. You're going to fix me up and I'm going to wake up and I'll be done. And that's it. See you later. And I'll, I'll come back to you in five years. It doesn't work like that, though, does it? No. No, because he had to clean my teeth and everything. And he was giving out to me a bit because it's been two years since I was at the dentist. Normally, we're as good as clockwork. But with the um, COVID last year, <clears throat> everything was shut down. And uh, I know my dentist anyway, he's a nice, nice fella. And uh, sort of walked in, I said, listen, the last time I saw you, we were on a plane going to London. How, how times have changed. And he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, the whole world. Everyone's wearing a mask now, not just me. <laughs> Lie back down and have a look at your mouth. You go, Jesus, do you floss? I'm like, no. Oh, you need to. And he's like, no, nah, nah, nah. And then he's saying, get yourself an electric toothbrush because your gums are fucked. And it was like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. And he actually used the expression, you're getting long in the tooth. What does that mean? Well, your teeth are getting longer, your gums are receding. Okay. Yeah, so the sensitivity up there, the back bits, you know, when you're brushing or whatever. So he's like, get, yeah, get an electric toothbrush. I don't have an electric toothbrush. I've always kind of gone against. You're a stoic. You're a stoic. The stoics yeah, wouldn't yeah, believe yeah. in an electric toothbrush. No, and I self-flagellate quite a lot as well. <laughs> Of, a, of an evening, I do that. How's your new uh, How's your new washing machine then? Oh, it's it is. In fairness, I there's a couple of things on it that I thought I'd never use, and I looked at the uh, weather forecast to, for today, which said it was going to be sunny and sort of bright, and um, I thought, right, um, I'll get up. I won't get up too early, but I'll set the thing running at sort of you can delay the time on it. So I set it from eight hours from last night at midnight. So it came on at eight o'clock this morning, half nine, I'm up, washing out, ka-ching, 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 brilliant. And it's got this like 1600 spin 
the stuff comes out pretty much dry. Wow. Brilliant, yeah. And, you know, I did think to myself, um, and, I, and actually I've considered um, starting a new career actually this week. Yeah. Based, based on my thoughts. The second it went wrong, I thought, right, I keep passing this sign down the road that says, you know, I'll fix your washing machine, give me a call on whatever, washing machine repairman. And I thought, right, I'll give him a call. And then I thought to myself, what's the fucking point of doing that? Because he'll turn up, he'll charge me 65 quid, and he'll say, it's the motherboard, you might as well just get another one. Because that's what they all seem to do. Every time I've had a washing machine go shit in the first place, they turn up, 65 quid call-out charge, motherboard's gone, or the belt drive or something, uh, you're better off just scrapping it. So actually, I'm thinking of just setting myself up as a washing machine repairman. <laughs> Just or, walk into people's houses and go, yeah, yeah 65 quid, that's fucked, get a new one. Or like if your washing machine's broken, just ring me. I'll charge you half 60 or 30 quid just to tell you to get a new washing machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We could be like the psychic washing machine repairman. What yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's a Bosch. Yeah, it's fucked. Good luck. Yeah. Take it easy. Get it in. 30 quid. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it should be renamed, not the motherboard, the motherfucker board. Because that's all it is. Because <laughs> it just seems to go wrong all the time. Yeah. So have you been watching any decent television recently? Um, what am I watching recently? I've been catching up on the uh, the Mandalorian, which Oh yeah. I was watching the Mandalorian as they came out when they were coming out every week on uh, Disney. And um and then I don't know what happened. Uh, but I stopped I got out of the house. You know the way you're watching something and then you get out of yeah, the house. Yeah. Like because I watched them my wife has absolutely my wife would rather I, I, you know, I punched her in the face than asked her, asked her to watch Star Wars. Um, and I rarely punch my wife in the face. Um, I, now I feel like I should, now I feel like I should say I never do, just in case people. Um, so, uh, so I have to watch it on my own. So it's not like we can. I can go. Oh, let's do Mandalorian on Monday night. So mm. it's, you know, it's me in with my iPad when my wife is asleep, um, <laughs> stealing glances at the iPad while she's asleep. <laughs> That's my for buddy. It's my porn, um, and uh, so yeah, I'm watching that. And you with Mandalorian, I just noticed like there's so many moments where you go, "Hang on, no, don't." You just have to mm. suspend any sense of. Um, uh, any sense of uh, reality, logic, yeah, logic, reality. Um, uh, I don't know. There's even points where you're going, like, okay, there was a this, and I shouldn't even be talking about it because I like I love it, and I just, yeah, but I, yeah. but you have to train your brain to go stop thinking like that. Just fucking enjoy the shootout. It's a, it's a cops. It's a it's a western. That's what it is. Mm, yeah. Um, and uh, there was a bit when he. I don't think I'll be ruining it for anybody here who hasn't watched it, but he um, he helps, he finds a Jedi. Mm -hmm. So he's carrying around this baby who is baby Yoda. Who It's not baby Yoda. It's It looks like Yoda and it's it's a baby. And he's trying to get this baby to this very young looking Yoda to a Jedi, right? Mm -hmm. Because the Jedi, he doesn't, you know, that's his mission. Yes. Um. He finds a Jedi. Uh, he they briefly have a fight. Then they talk and go, "Oh no, hang on, we're on the same side." And then they defeat the people, the person they need to defeat, and they free the villagers and and whatever. And then it's cool. And then he says, "Okay, I held up my 
part of the bargain. I helped you defeat this person. Now you need to take this little baby Yoda Jedi from me and train it. And she goes, no, no, he can't be trained because he loves you too much. And um, I've seen it before with Jedis when you try and train them and they've, they uh, have formed a bond with a human or whatever. It just doesn't work. And he was like, well, but, but what about your end of the bargain? She was like, well, look, I I'm not doing it. I'm not training. And he was like, you have to. And he goes, I, I won't. And, and then she goes, but there is one way. There is one thing that might work. Bring him to the top of this mountain. Yes. Put him on the rock of brilliance. And then if any Jedis are around and they, they pick up on whatever signal he's sending out while sitting on this rock, they will come and get him, right? And he goes, okay, cool. And she goes, bear in mind, there's not many Jedis left. And I'm watching it going, she's a fucking Jedi. She's, yeah. she's saying that a Jedi could train him if he sits on the rock at the top of this mountain. And then a Jedi might come, but there aren't that many Jedis, but there's a Jedi in front of him. I'm just, it just, you have to kind of go, all right, cool. Look, we just, let's Yeah, just, but that's really, that's the story of all television. That's EastEnders. If there was no drama of people being stupid and adding another layer of stupidity, you know, there would be no story. There'd be no continuation. But why, he, he could just Grant Mitchell just kills people all the time and he keeps doing it. <laughs> yeah, keeps and somebody's being bad to him. You know, you have to worry, you have to wonder about his life on this planet. But if he'd, said, suspend... if he'd said to her, look, let's just pretend I put him on the mountain. Let's just save all that. Let's pretend I put him on the mountain and you're a Jedi nearby and you pick up on a signal and you train him. How about we do that? Would have saved an awful lot yeah, of then there'd be none of the Mandalorian left and that's yeah. the best program on television ever. And in fairness, there's, there's a great scrap going on at the moment. Well, there was a great scrap going on while he was sitting on top of this mountain on the rock. So it was, you know, it was worth it. But uh, yeah, the Mandalorian... You see, it's all there. The director's going to tell... I say that to my wife loads of times. What's that fella doing that for? Why did he do that? It's like the director will tell us in a little while. <laughs> will, you know, that's why we're watching the fucking thing. <laughs> Just keep Don't watching. ask those questions yet. It's going to answer itself. That's what television does. It teaches us not to ask questions. Just uh, be nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, shut up. I'm trying to watch Sally. Um, but yeah, The Mandalorian is what I'm watching. Uh, so uh, top yeah, tip the, from Keith. The, the one thing I will argue about the, the Mandalorian is every week he said the kid stays with me and then he gives them to someone. You know, yeah, 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 until yeah, it's yeah, yeah. inconvenient, and he gives them to a babysitter. It's like, what's the yeah. point? He leaves it with a mechanic. Uh, <laughs> Well, it was a school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Where's the child? Oh, and just back in the back, back in the ship. And like at one point, the ship yeah, is complete is completely blown to smithereens and gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, you know, an hour earlier, the baby had just been on the ship on its own. So that would have been the it end of the Mandalorian. Me. Me. Um, but he took his helmet off. Yeah, yeah. He's taking he's taking his helmet off twice. People I've didn't only... realize he did he did it in the first um the last episode of the first series as well. Oh yeah, that's why With I recognize him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's around I... from uh, Narcos. It's Narcos, dude. Yeah. yeah. I like I keep expecting him to start smoking, take take a pack of fags out. Yeah, yeah. Tap him on his sleeve and sort of like and have a bottle of a, really a cool bottle of beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A long neck bottle of soul or something. Oh Boy. yeah, booze. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate, That's chocolate bags. bags. You know what we're gonna do now? We're gonna start smoking. <laughs> Nothing let's, left. Let's take up heroin. Um, just before um, we get to your television pick, uh, Marcus okay. Marcus Aurelius, 
uh, is the guy I was trying to think of. Roman emperor from 161 to 180 and a Stoic philosopher. He was the last of the ruler known as the five good emperors and the last emperor of Pax Romana, an age of relative peace and stability for the Roman Empire. And uh, he was uh, he was one of the Stoics that I was trying to. He, he's the one that writes. He wrote a lot. Marcus Aurelius. And uh, he's, he's quite famous as a Stoic. Anyway, that's that. Out isn't, of the way. isn't he Russell Crowe? Marcus Aurelius, wasn't he in that film, Gladiator? Was that Marcus Aurelius? I think, it, you know, he wasn't. He was Glutamus Maximus, or whatever he called himself. Um, the other fella who killed him. Was Marcus Aurelius? I think so. Fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah, he was so stoic, he murdered the nice fella. He should have been king. Anyway, um, embarrassingly, um, on a number of levels, I am and have been addicted to Bridgerton on Netflix. I can't say it properly. Bridgerton. Bridgerton, Bridgerton yeah. Yeah, go on, tell me. So years ago, my whole family started telling me, watch Downton, watch Downton, watch Downton. And I went, you know what, if everybody else is telling me to watch it, I'm, I'm going to be a, a, a naysayer and not watch it. Ten years later, I watch Downton and go, oh, Jesus, lads, that's the best television ever. It's fantastic. Downton Abbey, I don't know if you've ever watched it or got into it. Uh, I think it's all available now on Amazon and some of the streaming services. It, it's brilliant. We watched um, a bit. We never really got into it, no. And, and maybe maybe I should revisit it. Oh, it's brilliant. Okay. It is brilliant. Um, and Dame, whatever her name is, comes out with some of the most fantastic lines ever. You know, what is a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to name but a few. She's brilliant. Um, uh, Dame Maggie Smith. Um, I, you see, you see, I just, I was scarred from upstairs, downstairs, and I just, that's what I kept thinking it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was actually a, a new version of Upstairs, Downstairs with Keely Hawes. Mm, oh, Hawes. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the fellas who was in... Um, we're oh, great God. We're great with names in this. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. The podcast where we can where we can't remember names. Uh, her name was Dame Maggie Smith, actually, the Downton yes. Abbey actress, and uh, the Welsh people. No, no, no in, in the new version of Upstairs Downstairs, one of the downstairs butlers was the funny fella in um, James Corden's Welsh program. Oh, Gavin and Stacey. Yeah, you know the little fella. Rob. He's the friend of her parent or his parents. Rob. Yes, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Lights will guy. I, 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 Jew home. When they he's, were renewing their vows, they did the. Oh, he's fucking brilliant. He, he, he brilliant. was in that. He was, yeah, yeah. He's, he's um, one of those little character actors who's very, very funny. He, he, uh, there's a great bit where he, his wife is brilliant. Yeah. The, yeah. the actress, the actress that plays his wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed, is his name Ed Stoppard? I don't know. Um, his wife was brilliant. She's amazing. There's a great scene where they he, she discovers a spliff. Uh, yes, he's like uh, I think he's do he's in college or something. He's a mature student, and the younger students or the people he works with, the younger people he works with, give him a spliff, you know, as a joke. And uh, she thinks he's on drugs. It's very funny. Uh, I'll find his name at some stage. Yeah. So up so Downton Abbey, you loved. Loved it. So Bridgerton came up and I thought, right, I'm going to like this. I'm really going to like this. And um, we watched over Christmas, we watched the first episode or whenever it came out and thought, this is brilliant. It's 
it's um, it's quite quirky. It's based somewhat on fact and somewhat on fiction, and they kind of let fly with the program. You really do have to spend suspend your historical sort of uh, ideas <clears throat> about what living in London was back in whenever they lived in London uh, for a start. It's filmed in Bath, but that said, um, everything the sets, everything is fantastic. And based on the first episode, I rang my mother up and said, listen, you've got Netflix, watch Bridgerton. Get on it. Bridgerton, get on it. Mother, Tress, get on it. (laughs) Watch Bridgerton, stop. Yeah, literally. Telegrams. Every time I spoke to her, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. So then we started binging on it. And then the sex scenes get more and more sort of... uh, Oh, and you've told your... And you're thinking of your mother. (laughs) Every time your man has an awful tendency to sort of uh, pleasure his wife in a specific way. And every time I see it, I look at Sally and I go, I fucking told my mother to watch this. I can't believe I kept pestering the woman. And my mother rang me up during the week. I've started Bridgerton. It's great. I'm going, fucking hell. 79 year old woman is going to be watching all sorts of gymnastics in bedrooms going on. Sure, it'll be great oh. for her. She'll love it. <laughs> My father would be fucking. Yeah, my heart attack. It'll be great Jeez. for the blood pressure. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There won't be enough copies of the RTE guide lying around to pick up to look at. Avert <laughs> oh, your attention. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but it's, it's brilliant. And the lead actress in it, I'm not giving anything away, no spoiler alerts, whatever. Um, you know Coronation Street. Everybody says they don't watch Coronation Street, but everybody knows who Sally Webster is in yeah. Coronation Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. her daughter. No is way. the lead actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you have that in your head, you can't get Sally Webster out of your head. Um, but she's brilliant. Gosh. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, oh. We we I, we watched myself and Sam watched one episode, and we do, we maybe weren't in the right frame of mind. We just couldn't. Couldn't get into it, and my daughter now started watching. She kind of watched it with us, and now she's gone back and she's watching it on her own because I think she's. Uh-huh. So maybe it just takes it. Maybe <laughs> maybe it just takes a little bit of time. She's not going to watch it with us, I'd say, from no, the sounds I, of it. No, and Sam, I wouldn't. You know, it's kind of. I, I do find sometimes the ratings on Netflix and Amazon, you know, kind of fifteen, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is uncomfortable. With your, you know, teenage son sitting next to you, you're thinking, Jesus, you know, I'm not a prude or anything, but come on now, there's no need for full frontals and, you know, sort of. Of course there is. Come on, we like uh, we're uh, in lockdown. It's level five. We've little enough to be enjoying, you know. Yeah, but no, I, I take the Stoics version on that. <laughs> the Stoics would be, they'd be like, yeah, get the whips out, the fucking chains. <laughs> Stoics during lockdown. Cattle prods. Uh, yeah, watch Bridgerton while you're tied up and you can't touch yourself. Yeah, it's my new safe word. Bridgerton! That's the, yeah, that's the battery is attached via crocodile clips to my nipples. Bridgerton! Look, I just googled Sally Coronation Street's daughter. <clears throat> and of course, uh, <laughs> the first thing that came up was Rosie Webster and Sophie Webster. I'm like, no, no, Google, you idiot. It's um, Phoebe Dinever, Dinever, Dinevor, Dinevor, 
Daphne Bridgerton is her name. Daphne and, uh, yeah. Daphne and Simon. Brilliant. Um, uh, I really like the I really like the actress, the Galway actress uh, Nicola Coughlin, who uh, plays one of the. She's one of the Featheringtons. Brilliant, absolutely. She steals the show. Not to give anything away, she's brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the constant sort of harping, and you know the family she's a part of. I just. <laughs> and I like idiot. the way I like the way that they like lots of very strong female characters, lots of um, different races. Like um, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't exactly like that at the time, but um, I think it's really. Really no, no, interesting, no. I mean, healthy the queen, approach. The Queen is not a white lady, you no. know, in England. Um, yeah. And she, she is married to a an actual factual king. So it's all a bit messed up. Um, but but people will watch that. You see, there'll be a generation that will watch that and just be like, oh yeah, that's just the way things were. And they, yeah, so, yeah, so, absolutely. You know, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. In that way, it's great. And I mean, apparently there's eight books. Um, they go through each of the Bridgerton children. So there's at least eight series is left. Oh, wow. This. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully Netflix really tear the ass out of it and just, you know, make it and make it, keep making it. Because I'll just keep watching it. Yeah. And then they'll get to a point like with Game of Thrones, be like, yeah, there's no yeah. more books left, but we're just going to keep making stuff. Yeah. And start killing people who are kind of expensive. <laughs> or they'll focus on the Featheringtons. Yes, yeah, well, they could do. You see, the three sisters of the Featheringtons as well. Mm. Three daughters. I, I, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna. My my project for uh, the week is listen to Phil Collins' album, oh, and what start watching Bridgerton again. Watch Bridgerton with your wife. We tried, but we will try again. We'll go for it again. Yeah, I yeah, think we might not have been in, in a good place. Uh, Adrian Scarborough is the actor who plays the neighbor of um, Barbara. No, it's not Barbara. What are their names? The mum and dad in uh, Gavin Stacey. Um, what's his name? I don't know. <laughs> fairly, oh. fairly convinced that they oh. at the end of it. All right, Lowell. Gavlow. <laughs> Gavlow. Okay, hang on. Tracy, isn't that Tracy? No. Tracy, no, no. Because then it'd be oh. Gavin and Stacey and Tracy. That'd be weird. Uh Gavin and Stacey. This is good. This is good for us, isn't it? Parents. Yeah, Gavin and Stacey's parents. She's brilliant. The mother. The mother. Why do I keep... It's not... It's not. It's not... Oh, it's Pam. Pamela. 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 And Larry Lamb. Larry Lamb. And Larry Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Gavin and Stacey parents guide. What's this? That's weird. I don't know what that's all about. You're going down a wormhole now. You'll be looking at pornography in a minute. <laughs> It's Gavin and Stacey are like porn. It's oh. porn that it looks like they look like Gavin and Stacey. Man, Gavin always looks a bit odd, doesn't he? He looks like he's from the past. Well, he's very <clears throat> mod, isn't he? He's very. Mm. He's got a very uh, mod style about him. So uh, he was also in. Um, um, am I? Uh, oh God. <laughs> The comedian. Yeah. Um, what was her name? Uh, uh, Catherine. A fucking liberty. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he was doing the, am I bothered? Am I bothered? And he always was always him. It was always Gavin that she was. Am I bothered? Do I look bothered? But she, he was also the the son yeah, of the was, of the gra- the grandson of the really cranky old. Yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And her and that comedian's name is. 
Catherine, whatever she was. Tate. Yeah, Catherine Tate. She was yeah. doing a line with one of the boys from uh, um, what's going to take that. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. If she's not still with Jason Orange, is it Jason Orange or the other fella? One of them two lads, anyway. What? One of the two tall, lanky dancers. Yeah. What? Hang on a second yeah. here. Yeah. Catherine Tate. Take that. <gasps> this is... Howard or Jason? Catherine Tate's love life is the comedian married and does... Hang on a second. Does she have any children? Blah, blah, blah. Need to get to the juicy bits. There's Catherine Tate. Is Catherine Tate married? Um, no. Uh, no, she's... But she's engaged. American screenwriter Jeff Guthheim, 48, went down on one knee. Oh, thank God. I didn't wear that... <laughs> That sentence I was getting going. a Bridgerton there. Yeah. <laughs> Long-term relationship, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I think I clicked on the wrong feckin' story oh, and it was just bringing me into, like, me. what she's doing yeah. now. Yeah. What yeah. she's doing now. She dated Jason Orange briefly. There you go. <clears throat> oh, that's cool. They look like a cool couple. Yeah. Never forget where I'm going. I'm above it. Um... And Jason Orange, he doesn't he doesn't do any of the take that stuff anymore. It's just no. it's just Mark and, and Gary and I think he went all spiritual and uh, um, stoic. I met him and his mother, I think. No in, way. Uh, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a hotel that I was staying in uh, that my buddy owned at the time, and he was staying there as well. I say I met them. Uh, my buddy Ed was going, "This is Jason Orange, you remember his mother." <laughs> I am you doing not realizing because we were very hungover. I was very right. hungover. Yeah. It was a group of us. And I was going, Oh yeah, okay, great. And um who the other guy in the, the room was Willie Willie O'D. No. <laughs> Willie O'D and Jason Orange, yeah. Some, some <laughs> I collect- didn't know either of them. I was like, fuck what on the fuss about? Some collection of heroes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh Jason, and what did you meet? Like, was he nice? Was he were you talking was no? no, I didn't talk no. to him at all. I just kind of—I didn't recognise who the man was. I was so hungover, and all I wanted was a fried egg. And they were just a distraction. I was like, "I just want a cup of tea and a fried egg, please." And my stomach stopped doing somersaults. I'm feeling like a washing machine. Oh God, I don't. It doesn't work. I don't miss those days. If ever I, if ever I feel like a drink, I think I, I picture those moments when I, mm. felt, when I felt like that. Um. He left to take that 2017. Uh, Gary took, oh, he talked, this is Gary. Uh, Gary said he didn't want creative involvement because we're day to day on this and he wanted to leave. This has been weird with the whole Jason thing. He told us for a while, I don't want to be in music anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And we'd push, push, push. At the end of the day, you've accepted someone doesn't want to do what you're doing anymore. He wanted to go off, live his life and good luck to him if that's what he wants. He spent a big part of his life in the band, but he doesn't want to do it anymore. It's that simple. So you obviously just went, oh, I just can't be doing with this shit anymore. Yeah, I suppose, arguably, as the band got smaller and there was more focus on people who could sing, he was the obvious sort of flotsam and jetsam to get rid of, really, wasn't he? Because he wasn't, he kind of he moved around and was kind of eye candy-ish, but he wasn't a great vocalist. Um, I don't know. I, th- I remember him playing the guitar in the video for Back for Good, and I always thought, oh, he must be, the, he must be a musician, but he, he probably just learned a few chords. Um, but also I think, he, but I, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it seems like he just said, you know what, can't be doing with this shit anymore. He's, um, apparently he's gone off grid. He doesn't take emails or phone calls or stuff like that. He's just, he's just gone. He's just living his life. He just wants to do his own thing. Yeah, good for him. He's got enough money. 
the, uh, the the thing about fame is it's a fucking it's 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 you know it's not what you think it is. It's not what you it's think. A double-edged sword. It's not even. It's just one one edge. Bad. Wow, that's yeah. deep. Oh, wow. <laughs> you need to get yourself a Google thing and start listening to music. Yeah, Speaking so. of listening to music, yeah, um, go on. When I, and, and take that and all that sort of stuff. When I worked in the Milestone, they were filming, um, Robbie had left Take That, and they were filming one of his videos. And um, the song, I didn't realise, I came into work and... I kept, hear, kept hearing this song on repeat, on repeat. And all, the only bit I could hear was, the pause buttons broke on my video. Fantasies and easy lays. The pause buttons broke on my video. You think I'm strong. Strong, is that the song? Yeah. You think I'm strong. Yeah, if you look at the video for that. You're right. They just filmed that bit. That? Yeah, I, I looked like I've eaten. Former members of Take That. <laughs> um, you were uh, what? In the, what? You're in the video. No, I'm not in the video. The, oh. the hotel room where I used to one of the hotel rooms that I used to work in is there, and he's writing something, and uh, he kind of goes, "The pause button broke on the video," and uh, in actual fact, the video wasn't working in that room. Oh, perfect, like, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I knew that because people are ringing up at eleven o'clock at night. Wow, that's I think I think that's one reason why I wouldn't be in the music industry is is making the music videos, which it looks like the most like any filming I've done is tedious enough. But uh, I'd imagine making music videos, it looks like you just like you just want to stab yourself in the head. Yeah, sing that line from this angle and then sing it again from this angle and sing it from that angle. But you know what I mean? The money then it's only a day, isn't it? But what if you don't make any money and you make a music video and it flops and then you're like, oh, fuck. Well, you've had an experience. No need to be so stoic about that. <laughs> I think don't try anything. That's what the Stoics say. Yeah, live in, yeah, live in don't, it. Don't, don't be happy. What Dig a doing? hole in your garden and live in the hole in the garden. Yeah, be fucking miserable. And eat mice and drink the water from the garden. Um, we didn't get to talk about the, uh, the other show you wanted to mention, but we can talk about it the next time. What was the... Um, Australian pickers or American pickers no, or no, Dutch, no, Dutch no. porn pickers. <laughs> Dutch gold. Dutch gold um, pickers. Uh, no, I'm I'm currently addicted to everything on Quest TV. I don't know if you've got Quest or Discovery. Or yeah, it's whatever. there. Yeah, I haven't really looked at it. Though. Oh, Jesus, you need to get on board with that stuff. There are a, there's the Holy Trinity of programs which would be um, Aussie Gold Hunters. Oh, yeah. I think I, might, I feel like I've seen that. I've seen a gold hunt uh, thing, there's and it might have been American. There's Yukon ones, yeah. There's Canadian ones, eh, where they're all miserable all the time. The Australian, at least, is kind of warm. You don't have to feel like you have to have a shower after watching it. Okay. Um, there's um, Outback Opal Hunters. Ooh. Brilliant. And also, of course, the classic that keeps going, uh, Wheeler Dealers, the car program. Wheeler Dealers, okay. Mike Brewer and Ant and Dick, whatever. Three things, three things for me to check out. Yeah, do um, because Aussie Opal Hunt or uh, Opal Outback Opal Hunters <laughs> starts again. There's a new episode this week. Okay, Outback I can't Opal wait. Hunters. We are set to tape. It's brilliant. It's some of the best television ever. I can't, um, I don't have time to watch television. Of course you do. 
just fucking ignore your family. Be fine. Don't worry about it. It's the modern way to deal with stuff. I have to, um, I'm trying to make these cards. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about your cards, actually. Oh, man. I, so I don't, I used to, I made a bunch of cards before Christmas and I brought them to the printer and had a lot of them printed up. And then if I got orders, I just, you know, I just bunched them together, stick them in an envelope and send them out. This time I decided because I wasn't 100% delighted with the quality as, as in like I wanted it to be a certain way. So I've decided to hand draw each one. So. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So every order I get in, I have to literally hand draw, but it, it, they look nicer and I'm much happier about it. But it just means that I literally spend like I'll spend three hours now this afternoon just sitting at a table drawing, which is very therapeutic and nice. And uh, but yeah, but it's very busy. But I do like your style, though. I'm not just saying that now to blow smoke. I, I really, really do like the style of your cards. I mean, I, well, I've received one. Well, it's very childish. It's very childlike. It's very... Uh, mm, so I don't know. I think it's, it's one of those clever ones that looks childlike, but isn't. And of course, the content is far from childlike. Some of the things you say on them. Yeah, look, it's, it's, I suppose you're trying to... It's the juxtaposition position of something that looks very childish and then the word ride on it or shift me or whatever so that's kind of uh you know what i find funny but yeah. uh but no, i don't think you've used the word bollocks yet have you um i don't know but i think i'm i will <laughs> i've just i've just written down the word bollocks and we know do, do, no bollocks oh, okay bollocks and every time you hear the word bollocks mm. you have to think of the uh, the song jennifer rush the power of love why? I hold on to your body. We'll <laughs> never hear it again. The same. I'm going to listen to Gold just, just so that song yeah. might come on. I can hear yeah, her sing bollocks. Come on. Yeah. Would, would you some more radio? Would you spell? Would you spell bollocks? I X or oh, bollocks? Oh no, bollocks. B O L L I X. Yeah, it's got to be bollocks. Right. Yeah. Okay, I will. I will do. Um, there's a great line uh, from a movie that I wanted to put into a card. Um, I don't know if you've ever come across this movie. It's called The Last of the High Kings. It was a, an Irish movie, definitely made in Ireland. Um, and it's about... Were you in it? No, I wasn't in it, but uh, I wish that I was in it. I love that movie. And there, who is in it? Um, there's an American actor who is now famous for playing the Joker, I think. No, it's not Keanu Reeves. It's not um, Whacking Phoenix. Um, it's the other really, really handsome-looking fella. Uh, he played the transvestite in the tech... Oh, God, why do I... I can't start talking about things because I don't know names. Anyway, The Last of the High Kings, right? Okay, Last of the High Kings. Is about Kings. this kid who spends a summer... It's his summer, basically. And kind of falls in love, and uh, Gabriel Byrne is in it, and um, the main American actors there. Oh, Jared Leto is his name. Uh, Catherine O'Hara is in it as well. Oh wow! Okay, really good cast. Catherine O'Hara, you know her from um, uh, Oh God, <laughs> Shit's Creek. You know Catherine O'Hara oh, yeah, from yeah, Shit's yeah, Creek. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Jared Leto's in it, and uh, it's called The Last of the High King. But there's a great, there's a great moment in it where one of the young lads turns around to the other young lad, and he's pissing him off. He goes, he says, "You've been nothing but a moany pain in the prick all summer." 
And it's just a brilliantly, brilliantly <laughs> yeah. delivered, brilliantly Irish line. Nothing but a money pen in the prick. <laughs> you should do that for people who are going back together or something. Yeah, yeah. Do a range of curls for people who have fallen out with each other and they're getting back to each other. You know. Happy Valentine's. You're more. You're, yeah. You might be a money pen. days of the year. You're a money old prick. You might be a money pen in the prick, but you're my money pen in the prick. There you go. I'd buy that. Okay. Nice one. Yeah. Good brainstorm. Um, but yeah, a good movie. You should you should try and find and watch it. The Last of the High Kings. It's on my list as long uh, up there with Sideways. Haven't watched that yet either. Sideways. Yeah. Let me know when you watch that. Yeah. And Rialto. Apparently, I've got to watch that as well. You've got to watch Rialto. Three movies you have to watch. And I will try. I'll endeavour to watch Bridgerton again. Do yeah, Sorry. and uh, of course, Face Value, Phil Collins. And Face Value, Phil Collins. Now back Opal Hunters. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Um, I better go because I feel like I, I have to paint the office today. Not that I feel like I have to paint the office. I feel like I better start working. Um, I feel like someone's going to knock on this door any minute and said, when are you starting to paint the office? So uh, I'm going to have to go, Mike. But okay, Brad. you have a lovely day. I'm going to try. I'm going to do a bit of cleaning, I think. Yeah. And Always be happy. R- remember what Marcus Aurelius says. What does he say? I don't know. Um, I, don't, I never remember anything. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, bye, Mike. End me for all. Thank you, Mike, as always. It was the Mike and Keith show on the Keith Walsh podcast. And uh, yeah, that's it. That was a good old rambly chat. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I don't really have anything much else to say. I think it's been a tough week. A lot of people are really feeling the lockdown now. And I'm feeling pretty whacked, tired. But we must prevail we shall prevail we will carry on do send me your words of wisdom get in touch with the podcast give me reasons to be cheerful Uh, keithwatchpod at gmail.com and uh, yeah thank you very much for listening as always tell your friends rate the podcast give it a five star rating please review it if you wouldn't mind and there is a link if you want to donate a few quid something small 250 grand perfect it'll get us to the 5th of march nicely um there's a there's a contributors button in the the description of the podcast so um if you feel like throwing us a few quid that would be lovely um i don't think i have anything else to say this is part of the acast network as always thank you very much to acast for your support and um yeah get in touch as i said keithwatchpod at gmail.com Tell me where you're listening. Tell me why you're listening. And if you're listening to this and it's early 2021, you're an original listener, an OG. So do get in touch and let me know. I'll put your name down on a list for something. Maybe if we ever get to do a live podcast, I know I've said it before, I'll only invite the OGs. That would be pretty cool. And Mike, of course. Of course. Um, Anyway, i got to go get this podcast up and go to bed and get some sleep. Tomorrow is another busy day. Another day. You and me, locked down. That was terrible. Out of tune, out of key. Didn't even make sense. God, terrible. And Mike is making me listen to Phil, listen, listen to Phil Collins stuff. Jesus, good luck.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.